Good morning. Thanks for your company. Legendary entertainer Barry Humphreys is being farewelled this morning at a state memorial at the Sydney Opera House. The service is being attended by friends, by family, dignitaries and fans. And among them is our Taylor Aiken. Taylor, how is Barry Humphreys being remembered? Rob, good morning. Well, this is a star-studded memorial, very fitting for a man who was certainly larger than life. Hundreds of people have packed in to the Sydney Opera House, walking the pink carpet this morning. We've seen politicians Malcolm Turnbull, John Howard, Premier Chris Minns, along with famous faces Leo Sayer, Kathy Lett, Jackie Weaver. We've also seen his family arrive. We've seen his four children and some of his grandchildren all here, ready to remember, but also celebrate a man who was an entertainment icon here in Australia and around the world. I think he would have thought it was fitting. I think Barry would have thought, yes, a fuss is appropriate. I love Barry. I love Damon. The ultimate, the ultimate entertainer. Nobody as great as Edna. Nobody comes close. The service is currently underway. It started at 11am with uh, all of those people paying tribute uh, to Barry Humphreys and, of course, all of his alter egos. We have seen video tributes from Sir Elton John, uh, from directors Barry Beresford, but also a special message from none other than King Charles III being delivered by Arts Minister Tony Burke. Those who wondered whether Australia's housewife superstar might this time just go too far were always proved right. <laughs> no one was safe. A very poignant and personal message there from King Charles. We have also seen uh, this memorial is being live streamed and Barry Humphreys, he passed away in April from complications following a fall where he fractured his hip. Plenty of tributes then, but today is really a celebration of his life and the incredible work he did during that six-decade world tour, taking Australian entertainment from the stage, from the film, from uh, all for all the way from Broadway to the West End. Rob? Very much a man of the people. Taylor Aiken reporting from the Opera House. Thank you. The US Congress has passed legislation allowing the AUKUS deal to go ahead. It brings Australia one historic step closer to securing nuclear-powered submarines. We'll go live now to political reporter Isabel Mullen in Canberra. Izzy, this is very welcome news for the Australian government. Yeah, it is, Rob. Good morning. It's a landmark deal. The government was hoping it would clear before the US entered a new presidential election year. And this morning, confirmation that legislation has passed, allowing nuclear submarines to be sold to other countries for the first time in US history. It is a major development for the defence industry here. Undersea warfare is an important defence strategy for the AUKUS partnership, allowing the United States, United Kingdom and Australia to work together. The government says the Virginia-class submarines will allow Australia to better defend itself. The Defence Minister welcoming the news earlier this morning. These are the most complex machines that humanity have ever built um, and so it is really important that we have the industrial base which allows both uh, submarines to be maintained in service in the US but obviously built for Australia. 
At least three submarines will be sold to Australia in the 2030s. Australia will start building its own submarines, which will be rolled out the following decade. The bill will now be taken to the White House for US President Joe Biden to officially sign it into law. Thanks, Rob. Izzy. Isabel Mullen reporting there in Canberra. Well, investigators are examining how three separate fires in the New South Wales Hunter Valley were ignited. The flames destroyed eight properties, including a tyre shop at Cessnock, when all three blazes united into one front. Here's nuclear, uh, Lucy McLeod. Good morning. We'll have a look at the state of this property just behind me. This was once a tyre shop, now barely recognisable. You can see a burnt out car there, there's burnt tyres and you can really smell that thick smoke as crews continue their mop-up process this morning. This is one of about eight properties destroyed by fire overnight. It started at 2.30 and took off quickly. 300 firefighters were on ground doing what they could. They were in heat of 40 degrees up against strong winds. I spoke to a couple of residents last night who tell me they weren't afraid to do what they could to save their home. It was more like a firestorm. The fire was going up and the wind was hitting it and rolling it. And we told the Teasdales try to get out, out as fast as you can. Most of it was just red red and you couldn't see through the smoke. Around 500 hectares was burned. We have crews going around this morning to assess the damage. We don't know what caused this blaze, but we do know there were three ignition points and fire investigators will be looking at those very closely this morning. Far North Queensland remains on flood alert this morning in the wake of Cyclone Jasper. In some areas, it dumped more than half a metre of rain. Entire neighbourhoods were evacuated when the Mossman River broke its banks and started impacting properties. The cyclone has been downgraded to a tropical low, which is good news, but it has left more than 40,000 homes and businesses without power. There are also reports of looters moving in on vacant properties in some towns, including Cairns and Palm Cove.